0: Three, two, two one. one, go. we <laughs> are supposed to do it in time.
1: <laughs> I don't know what speed you're running at. <laughs> How do we start a podcast?
0: And, I still don't know. Three episodes in. Who's Who knows? Uh,
1: I mean, we've done We've done a song and dance intro. Uh, we've done, I don't know what we did the first time around. That was a bit of a blur. So this time, I'm going to put on TV show pro Pre- preventer? Presenter voice! Oh, I don't know what a pre- TV show preventer is. That's something completely different.
0: I'm looking forward to hearing your TV presenter voice. Give me your best TV presenter voice. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Wargamers Anonymous. My name is Elston. I'm one of the co-hosts of this wonderful podcast. I'm joined by the other amazing co-host of this podcast, which is Captain Pickle.
0: I don't know what game show that is, but <laughs> that was certainly
1: a voice. Yeah, it was mixed between like cinema, you know the the dramatic voice guy in a time far far away.
0: <laughs> yeah, mixed
1: with um, Michael Barrymore. I see, <laughs>
0: see, when I think when I think of like Game Show Host voice, like I I automatically go to this: alert, "What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the game show, and
1: this is the game show with the rules and the things." Why Why do we both default to American? Because they're the cheesy ones. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wargamers Anonymous, our podcast on most things wargaming, although we do deviate. Uh, if you would like to check us out, we're on most social media platforms which are host podcasts, Spotify. Are we on iTunes? We are on iTunes. We are on iTunes. And somewhere else, we'll find out. <laughs> we we may be coming to YouTube in a theater near you soon. Hold, don't hold your breath yet we're still working that one out
0: we i've not so the th- we're, right okay so we are coming to youtube um i've not set up a youtube channel yet i've not done anything for it yet but we are going to do um i basically in fact i might end up doing that this weekend is setting that up and i need to go back and edit some of the 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 last couple of episodes and then we can get everything uploaded um, oh, okay so you can listen on there as well i might do that this weekend but Co- no promises to
1: stand corrected We are coming to a YouTube channel to you near soon. That was a weird way of pronouncing that. I'm going to pass over to Pickle here. How are you today, wonderful Pickle man?
0: I'm all right. Um, I've got a little bit of a cold. Um, You might be able to tell. My throat and voice sound sensual. Um, I'm getting aroused just listening to you. I'm not surprised. Mm. It happens to me all the time. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I'm a little bit under the weather, but nothing too bad. uh, And I'm sure that I will be
1: fine soon how are you I am very well I am a little bit sleep deprived I was up at uh, one o'clock this morning I was mm-hmm. on another sort of show slash podcast with the frost and fists and that was a lot of fun uh, hopefully we may have a link we can put into the show because it was a lot of fun if you want to see me talking absolute nonsense for about three hours it's the show for you
0: I started watching the show this morning um, I was up around about staying awake uh, to watch it live. But uh it, it's a little bit late for me. It, so it it is full
1: of toilet humour and I, I, I it. saw
0: like literally in the first two minutes.
1: Yep. Yep, first two minutes, yep. and I was like, bang. Yeah, we're taking this one of course, and away we go. So And away we go.
0: <laughs> so yes, um we are so far we've sort of promoted the podcast. We've done it via my Discord and sort of word of mouth with a few friends. Uh, but we've not really done any promotion, we've not set up anything. We are planning on setting up some stuff like Instagram. Uh, we're going to promote on Facebook. Elston's got a group that he's currently working on. Uh, as I said, we'll be putting on YouTube and stuff. So we want to uh, we want to try and, and push it a little bit more and, and get it out there now that we've sort of found his feet a little bit. So what I'll do is when we've got all those things set up, I'll make sure to put all the links and everything in the show notes and in the descriptions and everything. Uh, so you can, you can find those easily enough, and it'll just be probably random posts from the pair of us on all those various platforms <laughs> uh, and obviously reminders as to when new episodes go out as well. So when Wonderful. those come, make sure to go and check them
1: out. They're yeah, going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun indeed. Um, right. Shall we move on to what we've been working on this week? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Elston,
0: what have you been working on this week?
1: This week, this week I'm carrying on my building of everything I own and I, have, I've been doing some sculpting. I've been using green stuff again. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, but I've taken the weird Warhammer Age of Sigma centaur dragon vampire thing mm-hmm. and not made it that stupid creation which Jim, James Workshop, Games Workshop made. And I've turned it back into a zombie dragon. And nice. I'm, rather pr- I'm rather proud of it. Um, then I've moved on to building other dragons, so I'm currently in the thralls of building lots of dragons. I'm, if you can get a, uh, a semi, I, I don't know if I should put this in a box. If you can get an erection from hobbying, this is what's happening with me right now. It is well, full on dragon mania and I am all in all, all the way. That's, uh, that's an image I did
0: not know that I needed. In my head. <laughs> right. Um, the um the the zombie dragon thing is that the one that's the that's like a half bat half vampire that, that I also really don't like.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, and they got like the weird like the the weird thing is like I've 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 seen the model up close. The vampire that sits on top is much larger than a normal vampire model as well. Right. So it doesn't fit in like you can't take the top half and put it onto another vampire because it's massively out of scale. So it. It's um yeah it's weird it just doesn't it's not who wanted that who wanted a centaur vampire huh? dragon bat thing I don't know it, I don't know like, I'm not I'm
0: not a fan of it and I, I wasn't a fan of it right from it being revealed um n- it's not for me
1: No so hence why I've I've taken the zombie dragon head and mushed that in and then put spikes all down the back so it looks like it will connect and I've made it into a zombie dragon Nice, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I shall send you some pictures. Thank you very much. What have you been working on, oh wonderful pickle of mine? Me, I have been... uh, I've been working
0: on a few things, actually. I've actually been doing uh, quite a lot of hobby over this last week. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been getting some filming done for an upcoming video. Uh, I think I mentioned it on the last podcast, maybe. Um, Mm -hmm. I got all my uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol core... Box. I got it all built and primed and stuff, and it was ready for painting. Uh, when I started painting that, I started painting that on Monday. Uh, so currently I have painted Captain America, Red Skull, and Black Widow. Nice. Uh, with the uh, the remaining five models left to paint. I'm hoping to get them done this weekend. This weekend I was supposed to be going and doing uh, a, a board build for a different video. Mm. I've ended up having to sort of postpone that due to the, the cold. Uh, don't want to spread that around because I was going to go and do that at work with with Luke. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've, I've postponed that again. That that is a, a, a cursed project, it seems, uh, <laughs> but it will be getting done at some point soon. Um, yeah, I just need to wait for a bit. So I'm going to spend this weekend while I'm uh, while I've got a, 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 an unexpected free weekend. I'm going to get plenty of filming done. Hopefully, get the rest of these models painted and finished and filming done, and then I can get that video edited. Hopefully, that'll be out next week, um, which should be fun. I've been uh, using primarily the speed paints from Army Painter uh, nice. to paint up the, the models that I've got, um, and then just adding a couple of extra highlights on top of that, and it uh, seems to be going well so far. Uh, I'm I'm really happy with how they look, especially the Red Skull model. I'm really happy with how that one looks. It, it um, does
1: look very nice. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to paint mine now just from seeing yours. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to painting the rest, um, especially Iron Man. Uh, I've I've
0: primed mm. him uh, in a metallic, so I'm going to try mm-hmm. putting the stuff over the top and yeah, getting that nice, like sort of coloured metals on him. Yeah, very that's much. about that's about all I've been working on, really. Like I say, it was this weekend was supposed to be very busy, and I've ended up
1: unexpectedly free now. So hopefully, I'll get the rest of these finished. Nice. Unexpected hobby time is one of those great times, which kind of might be a nice segue into our main topic.
0: Yeah, so this week uh, I sort of had a bit of a think about what to talk about, and I put a poll out on my YouTube channel, on the community tab, um, just asking why people do hobby. Like, is it to relax? Is it to get ready for is it like you know to to submit something for a painting competition is it to get ready for tournaments is it just because you like this artistic outlet like what why why do you is it like a group thing that you do with your friends and the overwhelming response like over i think i had like nearly 500 votes on that poll it was something ridiculous um wow and this might just this speaks to my subscriber base uh, more than anything uh, but the overwhelming response was that everyone paints to relax um mm. very few like no one get, no one paints for competitions. some people paint because uh, for like tournaments and stuff uh mm. but like i think it was like 80 something 90 percent of people said to relax and i found that really interesting that a, a hobby that is everyone thinks about you know painting stuff for the game and using this model for my army and getting this for the game and yet the people voted between those options that they paint to relax more than for gaming purposes. And it got me thinking, like, do we sort of have a, a bit of a skewed opinion or vision on the hobby? So I thought we'd talk about, like, why we do the hobby, what got us into it, what sort of drives us now, if it's changed at all, and mm-hmm. then sort of pose that question to you guys and get. It, feel free to get involved in the discussion over on the Discord channel once the podcast is out. And, you've, you know, if you've got any opinions
1: or thoughts, then share them with us. So oh, Elston... I- I will circle back to that. There's a thought on that part, but yes, carry on. Good, sir. Okay. okay. Um, uh, yeah, I was just going to, well, I mean, you can share your thought if you're, that's fine. <laughs> so, um, what, well, what I was going to mention is briefly before I go on to my thing, it, it's very interesting when you mentioned about most people, uh, painter relax is a common trend I see on YouTube is how to become a better painter in a uh, hinted, implication that you are going to be doing this for a competition. Um, I say it's hinted because the vibe, a lot of the people is to get better and to push yourself to become a competition winning painter. I'm not saying that's true for all, by all means, but it's an interesting observation. I've seen that there is quite a lot of it on YouTube that implies that you need to get better which mm. is a very interesting concept. But I'll dive back into that once I've spoken a little bit about myself because I, yeah, like, we'll talking, con- I like talking <laughs> about myself. <laughs> we'll circle back to it, yeah. So <laughs> to start us then, like, how did, how did you get
0: into the hobby? What was the part that sort of got you in? And has that changed at all?
1: Mm. So I got into the hobby way, 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 way back. Probably when I was about five, maybe four or five, something like that. Um, and I started off very... Um, observational, uh, some friends of mine that lived down the street were into Warhammer and, uh, I, they had a computer and I used to love playing computer games. So I used to go around their house and they were friends with my family and X, Y, Z. And so I would go around and play computer games, but they would be playing Warhammer and I was, I would look at it and I'd be like, Ooh, this, it seemed like the little lead model. So it was goblins versus Skaven. And I was just like, this, this, this looks really cool. Really cool, um, and it, it imprinted a load of different things in my psyche. And one of them was like smell. Uh, the smell of old metal minis is mm. something I still can't erase. And whenever I smell it, I'm like, "No, this is old. This is
0: just, old." Just, but. just, 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 just as a, a brief aside, hmm. the smell. If you've, if you've ever, anyone that's ever had like an army, like a long standing army that lives in storage a lot of the time in like a a, a transport case, like a GW case, if it's all painted up and in there and then you open that case, that smell, that smells like my childhood. (laughs) Like victory. Like victory.
1: (laughs) Just the smell of sort of paint and glue. Yeah, right, right. All of those smells, like just the come back and it i smell is not a thing that is ever really mentioned when it comes to minis and stuff like that but that that smell has a physical and like response to my body i was just like this this i remember this 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 oh this is good this is this is what i i, I enjoy doing um but anyway circling back to me and wargaming uh effectively uh that was the start of getting into wargaming, I bought a couple of kits and did a little bit of painting and stuff like that. And it just evolves over time. Um, the, when I started originally, it was for gaming because I was playing board games, which was, which was absolutely fine because it, it's not the same as a war game. A war game is a, a different concept. They sound similar, but they are, it's a different concept because you have to build an army, you set up things. There's all fair bit more prep. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas a board game, you usually can bring it out and within a couple of minutes, you're playing basically. Um, When it came to actually doing hobby, this kind of manifested itself a little bit later on in, in the, in this um, sort of cycle of my hobby journey. And um, it's hard to uh, put into words what, what my psyche was doing, but I think uh. An initial point, I was hoarding. Uh, I was buying models so that I could get a good army. And then I would paint them secondary. Um, as I got older and as time went on, uh, I did the usual thing. You step away from the hobby. You go through grow-up stuff and mm-hmm. girls and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but the point when you start settling down again and you realize you've got nothing to do. And you don't want to go out drinking because that doesn't help anything. So you just you look around for stuff that reminds you of being a child, and it's it's very nostalgic driven. I, like wargaming is monstrously nostalgic wargaming driven. I would say because mm. you you remember the good times you had as a child, and you just want to go back to it. So, uh, hence why I think a lot of the wargaming, I think that's why a lot of wargamers hoard when they've got disposable income, which they didn't have as a child, but now they do. And they're like, I couldn't do this as a kid and now I can. So, that's
0: 100% it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) I'm I'm trying to hit a lot of home truths here in this episode. So, (laughs) people are like, oh, I didn't know, oh, I didn't think about that. I'm like, yeah, I'm onto you all. Yeah, I know the reasons why you do it i do it as well so don't worry i'm not yeah. judging at all um <laughs> but yeah as as you've got like less less time to do stuff because you're uh, a common trend as well is your partners want to be near you um so if you go out to a pub and they don't want to go out you leave your partner behind and your partner feels like so it creates this whole massive emotional turmoil when it comes to uh, relationships. So you tend to find something you gravitate towards something that you can do in close proximity to your partners mm-hmm. and wargaming gaming or hobbying, or hobbying more than anything else is something that you can do. They don't mind because you're sitting there busy, just painting away and stuff like that. And they get to be near you. And it's this great kind of symmetry of relationship on wargaming until they see all the models you've bought, then they get angry. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what are you talking about? I've had this for ages. I just I just yeah. want to stick it out and you, you, take it yeah. for a walk in this bag. Yeah, exactly. You've never like I've had this. What are you talking about? Like you just don't like we all know what you're dipping. Everyone knows. And all the the Wargamer wives that are listening to us, you're right. We know you're
0: you're right. You're right, and we apologize on behalf of everybody else. (laughs)
1: Um, So when it comes to actually why I do it, um, I think it's the combination of I get to be accessible to the people I care about, and it is relaxing. I find it uh, very therapeutic. I find the achievement of finishing a model is a enough of a dopamine hit for me that it carries me on to do the next thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it is uh, a lot of people get dopamine hits from God knows how much stuff, but uh, completing models is one of them. So uh, it is relaxing, but there is a certain urge slash addiction crave. To finish it with myself. So hence why I paint quite a lot, because I have the urge to complete, to show the progress that I've done and show something for my time. And that that's kind of a statement which I've I've held on to for a long time. At least with wargaming, I've got something to show for my time. If mm-hmm. you go out drinking, you go out partying or whatever, you've got nothing left to show for afterwards apart from less money and probably a hangover. Yeah. So Yeah. Relaxing is a great part of it. Uh, I like the socialization, which has come with it in the modern day because we're a lot more accessible to other people on the internet. So we make friends it's, it's an artistic craft. So it gets your creativity juices going. And there is just something so fundamentally right about Creating something rather than consuming it. So, I, mm-hmm. I, oh, although we consume it by buying the kids, but we get to create it. So, yeah.
0: yeah, it's interesting that you said that you were um, like drawn by watching people like playing the game and stuff in the, the game side when you were younger. But then as you've got older, you and you've come back to the hobby. You use it as like to relax and as something that you enjoy doing. Um, I mean, obviously, I know that you still you still game. Like I still mm-hmm. game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I, I think we both. Spend a hell of a lot more time doing the hobby painting side than we do the gaming side. Um, mm. I just found that really interesting because when I, I, I was the same, I, I got into the game. I thought the models were cool, but they were always game pieces. They were things to use in the game, yeah. um, and and that was that was what they were for. And I painted as like a secondary thing. Like I used to game with unpainted miniatures, like not, not even primed, like just built um and it didn't bother me because they were still on the table i could still use them for the game and that was that was fine whereas now i i spend a hell of a lot more time painting and doing the hobby side i don't game as much although i do still game every now and then and i wonder if it's obviously it's not all down to like as you get older you do this side more but i think in both our cases we are doing um so i wonder if that is like a common trend across the hobby, like as you get older, you know, life, life gets in the way a bit more yeah, and yeah. work and kids and uh, family and, you know, all, yeah. all these other things that, that take priority. And it's easier to just, you know, sit down at your desk, put some paint on a model, like zone out for a couple of hours and then yeah. be able to like, at the end of it, go, I've done this rather Thanks. than, you know, sitting and watching, coronation street or whatever the
1: whatever the youth watch i I think the timing comes down to it as well as most uh, a a common trend as well is uh say for example as you say you've got kids you've got responsibilities growing up and everything like that you get home you've got to do all these responsibilities and catch up by the time you're done the timing might be something like half nine ten o'clock at night you're still Mm -hmm. awake you still got a couple hours in you maybe but you can't go out to a pub and half your friends are either asleep or doing whatever at the same time. So you've got this spare couple of hours where you could watch Netflix, but sitting down and watching TV can drive you absolutely mad if you do it all the time. Yeah. So it, I guess that's why a lot of people turn to computer games now. Like I find computer games and war games are on a very similar kind of track a lot of the times. Yeah, um, 100%.
0: But, it's it's that sat down engaging with content and engaging it, with something rather than
1: just consuming ex- it exactly that it's it's very interesting I, i've got some really really close friends that are kind of into war gaming but they're much more into computer games and sadly it has meant we drift apart a fair bit now we don't see each other half as much as we used to uh but they they're into the computer games i'm into war games and a lot of times they just don't they don't cross over, uh, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate. But uh, we, I think we both we. If, if, I'd like to think everyone, as they get older, as an adult, understands of the needs of being an adult and not being able to do everything all the time. For yeah, for I think reason. I mean
0: I, I think so. Like I used to game quite a lot. I used to game regular. I used to go to a gaming club every week, and but then it got to the point where it was kind of like. <sighs> Like playing the same game every week because Mm -hmm. you're playing, he's playing the same army against the same army against the same opponent week in week out. Like it, it becomes a little bit sort of stale. And I think if you've got like a really good, like thriving club where there's plenty of uh, opportunity to play against different people and different armies and stuff or stuff like that then it's probably a little bit better. But my experience was I was playing against the same people as all the time, and that sort of killed it off a little bit for me because we, right. we sort of got frustrated. And it's not just, like this is like with Warhammer, this happened with Frostgrave, uh, it happens with Blood Bowl. Like it happens, it, it's the same no matter what game it is. Um, so that's why I think um, stuff like tournaments are quite cool. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons why I want to try and get in and try and do a couple of tournaments. Like I'm not for like a serious competition or anything, mm-hmm. but I would like to go and play because I do like to play the game. And I spend a hell of a lot of time painting miniatures for armies. Like I paint a lot of single models nowadays or smaller smaller games and stuff. But I do have you know like two decent sized. 40k armies i'm going to have a decent sized age of sigma army at some point soon and it would be nice to go and sort of make use of them so they're not just sort
1: of sat on display in a cabinet it's an interesting concept as well because the it the going out and actually using the army generates a kind of fever slash addiction slash motivation to pursue the hobby even further so for example um, I know Luke recently went and did the tournament for Lord of the Rings at Murfield mm-hmm. and if I'm not ro- if I'm hopefully if I'm right in assuming after he came back from that he had the bug for doing more Lord of the Rings so yeah make more Lord of the Rings army, push the hobby even further, have another. And like, he messaged me about getting some minis off of me as well. So I was like, yeah, he's got the bug. Uh, So the relaxing element is quite an interesting one because I find that it's driven by motivation. It there's, there's like a sub motivation. If you get hooked into gaming, yeah, it can, it can push it from relaxing to being motivated, which is quite, quite an interesting switch. I mean, I think if I'm when I put the poll out and stuff, it was
0: it was just to sort of test the waters. I think realistically, there isn't sort of a, any single one answer to that question mm-hmm. because it depends on what I'm wanting to do. As we've discussed previously, I think the hobby is way too sort of wide and sort of all-encompassing that it's hard. Like you can't, like we've said before, you can't just describe it as the hobby because that this hobby. Encompasses about four or five or six different hobbies that mm-hmm. are all could all quite easily just by themselves be a hobby. There are people that aren't interested in converting, that aren't interested in sculpting, that aren't interested in gaming or anything like that, but they paint stuff because mm. they just enjoy painting. And there's people that really enjoy gaming but don't do building and painting and stuff. So that, you know they they pay commission p- uh, painters and builders to do the stuff and then they just go and play with it. Mm -hmm. like all all the little sub things in our hobby could be hobbies by themselves and i think it's the same with like the reasons why we do it is i will paint to relax i mean it's a little bit different for us because we a lot of the time we paint to create content as well now Mm -hmm. but like generally speaking i paint to relax i paint because i enjoy the artistic process um and it's nice seeing something go from sort of parts on a sprue to a a fully built and painted model and trying out new techniques and stuff but then if i go and play a game i'm more motivated to paint stuff in the lead up to that if i if i need something because i will only play with painted models Mm. so i guess it depends on like what where where you are at any one time like if if, does that make sense yeah yeah
1: yeah it completely does yeah you you can be you can definitely be in different mindsets to do the hobby it doesn't um if anyone answered going i only paint to relax and that was their sole solid answer without having any other kind of like well every now and again i paint to do something else that would be extremely weird to me be like like they, not. It's not quite as straight cut black and white as we, we, Yeah, we basically we can't put a, a direct answer saying people like this paint to do this. Like it, no. it just doesn't fit into that kind of pigeonhole category thing. It just doesn't work. It's yeah. As I said, you could be motivated to paint, but you could still be relaxing at the same time as you do that. It, yeah, there's. You you might find it enjoyable to paint, and it's not requiring a lot of muscle strain or anything like that, or mental taxation. You're just sitting away, but you know you've got to get it done. So I mean, it's, weirdly enough,
0: like as human beings, we are able to feel more than one emotion at a time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Surprisingly, but no, I just I just find it really interesting. I like like looking at this sort of stuff and talking about this sort of stuff. As in, why do people? do do this why why if i you know go to my local hobby store and and ask everyone in there like why do you do the hobby like what is it that that makes you enjoy it and makes you want to do it they will all give different answers it doesn't mean that any one of them are right or wrong it just means that everyone has their own motivations and their own sort of desires and drives and i just find it really interesting like because it's it's the same thing as um i mean me and wendy have been involved with the musical theater group for a number of years and we often say like really like we all talk about you know that we're we're one group and we're a a big family and stuff but realistically the only thing that we've got in common is that we like doing musical theater outside of that we're all completely different people and that goes for this hobby as well like we've all got this one thing that unites us but we also all have different drives and different reasons for doing it come from different backgrounds and that is
1: really interesting I mean, for example, my local group I came with on Wednesday, uh, one guy's a security guard manager. The other one is a IT software technician, a bit similar to myself. Another one's an advertising technician. One of them's in finance. One of them's a teacher. Um, So it goes to show that, yeah, the spectrum of... People that encompasses hobby is monumental. Well, for example, if I know everyone's probably sick of this, but the golden one that is Henry Cavill, um, actor, uh, also into it. So it goes to show that it is it's not limited. The thought process behind why we do it is obviously different for everyone. It's not it's not the same, um, and it, obviously there can be multiple reasons. But it's it, as you say, it is interesting to find out why people do it uh Mm -hmm. why what's what's kind of their their reasoning to do it um is it escapism motivation uh fidgetiness which is very much a thing on my cat my kind of radar um but yeah it's very 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 interesting
0: what i found uh what i found most interesting is that from uh, the people that responded to the poll that i put on facebook the amount of people like z- zero people voted for the i paint for painting competitions <laughs> <That>? <laughs> which i found really 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 odd like i wasn't expecting that to be a high percentage anyway um mm. because that's not the sort of content that i do so the people that watch my content probably aren't going to be doing that, but I expected somebody to vote for it. Like there's zero people that paid for competitions.
1: I know, right. Um, and it, hence why I was a little bit intrigued by it when you mentioned it earlier. Cause I, if you look at the content that's on YouTube, a lot of the videos are getting pumped out. As I said, kind of imply that you should be getting better and yeah. pushing yourself to the next limit is like a, like a lot of clickbait things like i wish i knew this when i first started painting
0: or oh, i've been dry brushing wrong for years
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean um, so
0: i guess i guess the thing with it is i offer like me personally as as a content creator i offer videos that offer advice and help and feedback for you to improve in a nice easy way they are no way meant to be taken as do this bec- to get better at competition. Hayley. Yeah. So I guess th- my subscriber base might be a skewed pool of answers for that question yeah. in particular.
1: I get, Yeah, I get maybe slightly biased if people are in the happy in the, I don't want to say the... Tabletop ca- standard. Yeah, like in the e, the casual category. <laughs> Should we say that? Because that's... Because yeah. they're still casual painters which are very, very, very good, um, but yeah, less less intensity about painting, as into like, ah, oh, this ah, oh, you should have added more contrast, do this or. Gah. The, the people that offer their work up for a critique, I can understand why they do it, but for me personally, I'm like, I d I do don't really fancy getting judged by people on my painting. It's nice to for people to show, oh, that's cool. It's nice to see that you've done a good job. But for someone to critique it, it's like, oh I don't yeah, fancy. No, that I know one. what you mean. Yeah. I'm not really fan of getting my I'm, ego bashed in today, so I'm just gonna walk away from this one. I mean, I've entered a couple of painting competitions
0: over the years, um, mm. like local stores and stuff like that. A couple of online ones, nothing like too major. Um, I mean, I'm quite confident with my painting abilities, but I also know my limits. Um, like for example, like I am nowhere near the sort of standard for proper competitions like, uh, mm. like golden demon or crystal brush or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like local local painting competitions and stuff like that, like in store, I I have no issue entering those sorts of things. I'm confident enough in my painting abilities that I can enter into something like that. Um, it's not something that I particularly aim for. It, and it, usually, I will enter if I was painting something that fits the category anyway. Yeah. Um, for it, like if like the one last one that I entered, I painted the Necron Cryptek, the, the Technomancer one. You know the one mm-hmm. with the big big spider scary thing. Yep, yep. That was the last competition that I entered. Is it uh, for a painting competition? In fact, no, it wasn't. Or was it? But it was <laughs> yes. That was the last one that I entered, and I was I was already planning on painting a Necron because I'd fancied painting one again in my old Necron colour scheme. So I so I painted that up. I entered it. If I'd not been planning on doing that, I probably wouldn't have bothered because, as I said, mm. I don't really paint for competitions. I paint for my own enjoyment. I like to not get stressed out about stuff. And quite often, I'll finish painting a model and I'll look at it and go, "Oh, this, you know, I've missed this bit or I've messed mm. up that bit a little bit or that bit could be tidier." And I don't mind because I just sort of go, "Well, it, it, you know, it looks fine. It looks good enough, and I don't have to worry yeah. about it being looked at and judged." Um,
1: yeah. And and I have to I have to add this caveat into my previous statement about like people who do competition level painting and judging and stuff like that. I've I've implied that they judge everything, and that is really not the case. There's um uh one of our lo- one of our friends, Judge Gudge, is a Golden Demon winner, and he is one of the most chilled out people you will ever meet. Uh, he yeah. is he is a wonderful person. Uh, he will happily give you advice if you ask for it but he will not push anything on you at all um and he knows completely he he respects which is well wow, i i give him so much praise he respects the other end of painting massively uh, so for example i'm i've been a bit of a speed painter and he's like i cannot do what you can do it's like it's not like it's not i cannot physically do it so I give you ultimate respect that you can pull stuff like that off. Um, so again, it's, yeah, I, I wanted to I just put that out there. So if anyone thinks uh, I'm implying that competition painters <laughs> will judge everything that you do <laughs> and are these horrible people out there, it's not the case. I'm not implying that. I, I'm just stating that if I don't really want to put my work in front of judges a lot of the time, to do stuff because, I again, I, I, in a weird way, I, I do it to relax. I do it to have fun. I, when I'm happy with my work, I'm happy with my work. And th- that's that. I don't really want it to go any further. Obviously, people yeah. can push it further, but it's not required. I think, I
0: think for me, like competitions in particular, um, and I guess it's the same with tournaments, but for the gaming side, it's a way of sort of testing yourself or sort of seeing where you are as in like mm-hmm. your your ability level because like you can yep. sit in, in in isolation and i don't mean like um, like COVID isolation i just mean <laughs> you can sit by yourself doing your own hobby enjoying it doing whatever you're painting whatever and you might think oh i'm you know i've, I've improved loads and i'm actually pretty good and like comparatively to, to your own stuff like previous stuff you've done you might be improving but then every now and then it is nice to sort of Test yourself bit. and just yeah. sort of put something out there and and go like, how is this going to rank? Like, where would this, where am I compared to other people? And I'm not saying that it, it particularly matters, if, if you know, where you rank. That, that's not what I mean. Mm. But like, some I do it. That's the reason why I have entered the few competitions that I have done because I've gone, I want to see what I can do. And like, mm-hmm. actually like, try with a, a piece and, and put, that
1: extra sort of 20, 30% in and see where it, where it gets me. Exactly. There's definitely something to be said for growing as, and um, pushing your skills and stuff like that as well. Um, it, it, the way we've explained all this does sound very flip floppy on our approaches towards (laughs) it, but it, 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 trust me, like there is, there is pushing yourself and growing as a person or as a growing your artistic skills, um but then there is also pushing yourself to win and i think that's a small but quite important difference um yeah
0: i think i think the i think it probably sounds flippy floppy and i think that's because sorry, i can't not flippy floppy that's probably, <laughs> i think it sounds flippy floppy probably because like that is what most people like most people would probably give you an answer to start with but then the more they sat and think about it the more they sort of would go Oh well, sometimes I'll paint for this reason and but then sometimes I might want to do this, and it's like I said like we we all we have different reasons for doing different things within the hobby like I so, think generally like as a general thing, I think yeah. both of us would agree that we we personally paint as a sort of like a
1: relaxing way to sort of unwind and enjoy yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah, we, as, as mentioned earlier, we do have our motivations for, uh, content, but generally, yeah, it's, it's an enjoyable process and we like doing it and it settles, settles the nerves, gives you some dopamine hits from when, uh, obviously stuff's completed. You can share it online and yeah, it's, it's, it's a hobby. So yeah. I think yep. that's why most people do hobbies. Shall we move on?
0: Yes, let's move on to, I'm pretty certain your favourite segment of the mm. show. I'm <laughs> uh, so excited about this. It's time to move on to <laughs> Snack Attack. Yeah, yeah. So this week for uh, Snack Attack, we, I can't remember who it was. I'll have to go back and check, uh, but somebody recommended Beef Jerky for us. Mm-hmm to try Mm -hmm. as a a wargaming snack. For those that uh, are new and have not listened to uh, our vast catalogue of episodes, uh, all two (laughs) two of them, um, only one of which we did snack attack in. Um, (laughs) Snack attack is a section of the show where we take a, a snack or food or a drink, and we rate it as a wargaming snack. So something that you would eat or drink, whilst playing your favourite miniatures game. We rate it based on sort of what what we think it would rate as as a wargaming snack. Not as not as a, a part of a healthy nutritional diet, not as part of, you know, uh, some other healthy eating thing. <laughs> this is literally like something to stuff your face with or parch your thirst with. Parch your thirst? That's not the, <laughs> that the right phrase. Is it?
1: Quench your thirst. Quench, quench, quench your uh, thirst. There we go. Th- uh state the state oh no i, I carry on ignore me yeah basically <laughs>
0: it's stuff that you put in your mouth while you're playing war games <laughs> um so we've got beef jerky uh we're gonna move on from that phrasing uh, nightmare yay um, so we both got some uh i believe we've both got different ones although they're both beef jerky we've both got different brands because we couldn't yeah. seem to get the I've same got, brand for some I've, reason
1: i've got jack Links and meat snacks Beef jerky. And I've
0: got uh, Wild West original beef jerky.
1: Pickle, uh, could you tell yeah. us a little bit about the history of beef
0: jerky? I certainly can. As a beef jerky expert, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never eaten beef jerky before. It's always been one of those oh. things that I've sort of ummed and about trying and just never have done. I don't No, no particular reason that I just haven't. Uh, so... Uh, this should be interesting. All
1: oh, uh, right, I'm just going to interrupt here for a second. I've just opened a packet. And it smells like barbecue, and I literally salivate. There's dribble coming out of my mouth right now.
0: I've not opened my
1: packet yet. No, I've, I've oh, just I'm, just I'm open, open it up quickly before
0: you see if this picks up in the microphone. It. There we go.
1: That was... Okay. Ooh. Open up, smell ooh, it. it does smell like barbecue. I oh, know, right? Yeah.
0: Um, So beef jerky, jerky is a lean lean trimmed meat that has had, that has had, no, I'll start again. (coughs) Jerky is lean trimmed meat that has been cut into strips and dried to prevent spoilage. Normally this drying includes the addition of salt to prevent bacteria growth before the meat has finished the dehydration process. The word jerky derives from the, uh, I can't pronounce that word. (coughs) Kewchew? 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 I'm guessing Native Indian, American Indian. Maybe, for charki, which means dried salted meat. Uh, Mm -hmm. All that is needed to produce basic jerky is a low-temperature drying method and salt to inhibit bacterial
1: growth. Mm -hmm. So there you go. So it's basically dried meat. Yeah. No, I'm intrigued. Like I've I've had beef jerky before, but you haven't. So I've
0: I've never had it before. So
1: I I want to see. I like I've I've got a possible risk that I cleaned my teeth probably about fifty five minutes ago. So I'm hoping I haven't tainted the taste. See, I got up way earlier than that. So <laughs> no, I was up earlier, but uh, just a uh, teeth cleaning was late on the agenda. Anyway, I want to hear right. your reaction from okay, jerky. Well, let,
0: let me let me try some. Um, while I'm while I'm trying, there are there are small pieces of these, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're yeah. Like they they are snacks, so you can pick them up. And- um, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, beef jerky that you've had before? Um, so um, while, while I try I, these, the first time I tried beef jerky, I didn't actually know what to expect. That uh, a lot of the time, it's implied that it's going to taste like meat, and it does taste like meat, but it is a chewy meat. Um, do not try and bite the entire thing. But saying that, if you try and bite off a bit, it is a bit of a wrestling match with your mouth. Um, it's salty. Mm. It's salty, so you're probably going to need a drink after these. Um, mm. I found a flavour which is teriyaki beef flavour, and that is my favourite at the moment. But how are you finding? How are you finding the jerky? I, like, I'm, I'm hearing some sounds. Mm. I'll tell you what. This is this is nice. Mm. Right. This is nice stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like chewy, well, kind of like dried bacon.
0: Mm. Well, speaking of bacon, mm. you got bacon. When I was, in,
1: yeah, sorry.
0: So I, I nipped into the shop um, to to pick up. I wanted to get the same one that Elson got. They didn't. They had every other type of jerky apart from the one that Elson's got. Mm. So I picked up this one. But also while I was there, I saw a bacon jerky, mm. and I love bacon. Because, You know, I'm a sensible person, <laughs> and uh, so I picked that up as well. I've not tried that one yet, I might try that one later on uh, this evening because mm. I think too much jerky in one go is probably uh, mm. not a good idea.
1: I think um, it's got a lot of salt in it, which is uh, mm. could do some wonders for your heart.
0: This is tell you what, this is tasty. Um, I appreciate the, the bite sized pieces,
1: it, the barbecue essence is quite. quite Quite sustainable, isn't it? It's like what, um, this. And and um do you know what? This is not that bad.
0: Mm? It's high protein. Mm-hmm. It's contains thirty-five percent protein.
1: I don't know what thirty-five mm. percent of what though. <laughs> now, if we were to look at rating this as a snack, mm. so we got we jerky's got some awesome elements to it. The fact that it doesn't need to be kept in cold storage anymore is great. Because usually meat is cold storage only, otherwise. You've got some issues. Well, you don't um, need to. No, Cause of the, you don't Because of the salt and stuff. Hmm? Um, it's uh, It doesn't really leave too much of a residue on your fingers either, which mm-hmm. is quite nice. They're um, obsessed with residue on your fingers. Mate, when you're playing with models and stuff like that, and you pick it up and say, so, especially if someone goes to pick up your model, it's and a good they've, point. Got this, they've got those greasy hands, you're like, oh, my paintwork. It's, paint it's a
0: very good point. It's a very good point. So,
1: so uh just when it comes to wargaming snacks i'm um, I'm taking this into account um I realized last week as well when I was going on the health and safety kick that's not fair. that's not fair this is snacks so i'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna take that out. I will maybe give it in as a bonus if we ever come across a snack which is generally really good for you well, um we've been we've been
0: recommended sorry i'm I'm really enjoying this jerky <laughs>
1: um
0: we have been recommended some vegan snacks. Um, oh, okay. By one of our listeners. Um, oh, so it, we okay. should hopefully be able to get some of those in the next uh, few weeks and try them on on an upcoming episode. So maybe vegan. those will uh, suit your
1: uh, health uh, needs ve- as well as ve- snacks. E- vegan doesn't always mean healthy. All, All right. D- I know. I'm just...
0: They- listen, i would trying, trying to just, you know, we, we are health. You get fat vegans. It happens. We're vegans. <laughs> Well, <laughs> then, I so, enjoy- uh, um, I, I, some, um something I, else that I know about jerky. Uh, yeah. Because I am a jerky expert. i jerky. Yep. Uh, jerky is ready to eat, needs no additional preparation, and can be stored for months wow. without refrigeration. Wow. Right. To ensure maximum shelf life, a proper protein to moisture content is required in the final cured product. Uh, many mm. products which are sold as jerky consist of highly processed, chopped and formed meat rather than traditional sliced whole mussel meat, which mm. is nice to think about. Mm. Um, modern manu- manufactured jerky is often marinated, prepared with a seasoned spice rub or liquid, mm-hmm. or Terrible. smoked with
1: low heat, usually under 70 degrees Celsius. Nice. Um, right, so... For snack rating. I have to give it just one down mark for the fact that it is, it is not vegan or v- a vegetarian friendly it is a meat thing. So uh, unfortunately I have to give it down just for that because it's not inclusive to everyone. Um uh but uh, for me personally that's not a downside of just being an all-encompassing kind of Look at you thought. thinking of everybody. Yeah, you know, I'm a kind, considerate lover. Um, <coughs> <laughs> Choking on your jerky. It's not worse.
0: <laughs> Go on then. Give us a score, Elston.
1: A score um, out of a score
0: out of ten. How many jerks what?
1: would you give this? <laughs> oh, I could jerk this one off. Um, oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say a solid seven or eight. You, it you doesn't need, need, to give, you,
0: need to, you need to pick our number. You did this last week.
1: You, right, you can't. Right. You can't
0: pick this number or this number. Just. You just need to pick our number.
1: Okay. I'm going to go with eight. I, I eight. personally love the taste. I, I love the taste of this. Um, the the two downsides, as I said, I have to mark it down just because it's not a massively inclusive um, snack. So it's not for everyone. Um, and the other thing is you're probably going to need a drink after eating these because it's kind of, it's lean. It doesn't taste like it's very salty, but there's definitely salt in this. So you're going to need a drink afterwards. Apart from mm. that, doesn't really leave residue. You can keep it in a bag. Um, it keeps pretty well. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and you get loads of different flavours of it now as well. The yeah. actually the only the only thing which I have to say was a bit of a downside is the price of it. It's kind of a little bit on the pricey side. I mean, it's probably the same as a, what a sandwich would cost in the UK. But I don't know if it's it's like selling as a sandwich. See, I.
0: You say that 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 bag, like if I was taking that as a snack for wargaming, hmm. I would spend. The, how much this bag cost me? This packet cost me is like the same that I would spend on a bag of Harry Okay, it was like it like it was like one pound thirty or something.
1: Oh, you got you got a much better deal. Mine was two pound fifty, and it was on offer. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the I know, north. Right?
0: everything's cheap, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm of looking at it, I'm going, I don't think it's too expensive, because, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd spend about the same on other stuff.
1: Um, I think I picked a premium brand. Yeah, maybe. Um, mm, well, well, so right,
0: yeah, I, 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 I like it. I really like the taste. That's very nice. Um, I think I'll be having that in the future. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to trying the bacon one.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Try it's te- teriyaki it's, if you
0: can find it. I'll keep my eyes out. It con- like I said, it contains 35% protein, which, I mean, that's <laughs> got to be good. Mine's gluten-free as well, <laughs> which is, um, you know, if you wanted to avoid gluten, then that's good. I, think,
1: I, I mean, I think most meat is gluten-free. I mean, well, they've put, it on the, they've put it on
0: the packet. What's this?
1: <laughs> oxygen absorber Gl- do not eat.
0: There's an oxi- the- oxygen absorber y- do not eat in mine as well.
1: Y- yeah, I've got one of those as well.
0: Yeah, it's to keep it dry. Yeah, um, the other so thing I like about this is that you know sometimes you will open a snack when you're, you're gaming and then you get distracted by gaming and you don't finish it. Mm. And if and sometimes like if it's stuff, it might go off. This this mm. doesn't because it doesn't matter because it, it's it's just dried meat, so it doesn't matter if you leave the bag open a little bit. And don't Tell you what, I'm going to finish it. this bag by the time the show's over. Yeah, I think I will as well. But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> if you, if you did get distracted, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to give it a score. All right. I must enjoy oh I love this That's stuff. Good. This is great. It's good. It's um, good, isn't it? I'm going to give it <laughs> as a wargaming snack. I'm going to give it an eight point five. That's
1: not a number. That's a number and a half. It's number. We can do decimal points. Oh, We never said that. we oh, did. gone for a seven. I would have gone for a seven point oh, five then. Well, you want to go for seven point five? Yeah, we'll go for a seven point five with me.
0: Okay, so go going seven point five. I'm going Mm 8.5. So that is for beef jerky. Other flavours are available. Mm -hmm. I've tried. Mine's, what's mine? Wild West. High Mm. protein, quality provisions, legendary flavour. And mine
1: is Jack Link's meat snacks. Yeah, not sponsored. Original. (laughs) (laughs) Please sponsor us for the next one. I want more beef jerky. (laughs) (laughs) That was Snack Attack.
0: If you've got any suggestions for foods or drinks or anything, please suggest some drinks. I want to try some drinks out. Um, oh. Then uh, chuck them in the uh, Snack Attack Suggestions channel over on Discord, or feel free to message us on any of our social media accounts. Uh, so, here we are on the final part of the show, which is our story time section, where we take a moment to sort of recommend a book or an audiobook, if that's how you prefer to listen or consume stories. Then, uh, last week, or last episode rather, Elston recommended the uh, absolutely fantastic Twice Dead King ruin mm-hmm. which is the first one i'm still reading uh, infinite and divine so i feel that i can't really recommend the book until i've finished it although i am enjoying it so what i'm going to do this week because it's my turn is recommend another book that i listened to although i did actually listen to this rather than read it and that book is vulcan lives now this is part of the horus heresy it is after the point where you need to have been reading stuff in order Um, so Mm -hmm. you can just pick this up and read it. You don't really need to have read. You need to... I mean, if you're reading this, then chances are you've got a vague idea of who people are and what people are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I listened to this uh, a couple of months ago now, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I collect salamanders as my Space Marine army. They are my uh, Space Marine chapter of choice, so I really like Salamanders. I really enjoyed this story. It was a very different story because it's basically an entire book of a man just being broken, like physically, mentally, emotionally, like the entire way through. But then he's not he's not actually broken. Like he's still like does his resolve lasts the entire time. And it's really cool seeing like, like a character go through like so much stuff, and it really gives you a bit of a a bit of bit more of an understanding of like just how tough primarchs are as 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 people, because um, like sometimes they are how they're described in the books and stuff. It's very much sort of like just like gods, basically, like just mm-hmm. perfect and amazing at everything. But watching like Vulcan go through all the sort of tortures and 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 stuff like that, and and still come out of it at the end, and just being like. Yeah, I'm great. And and to be honest, my, one of my favourite moments from the Horace Heresy is the end of this book where... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know which bit I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hammer, hammer uppercut is absolutely <laughs> badass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that, this is my recommendation for this week uh, is Vulcan Lives. If you're interested in salamanders at all, Oh, the Horace Heresy! This is definitely one that I wouldn't skip on. You've you've obviously uh, read this,
1: Simon Elston. So. I, I have. the The writer who wrote it must be some kind of twisted person because the stuff that they come up with to torture Vulcan is, oh, you're like, oh, that would wreck any human till the end of their days. And he goes through it multiple times over yeah. multiple like weeks, months, or however long he's on there. But it all at the end, the hammer uppercut is just beautiful because it's <laughs> it's implied that uh that the little bit of a spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it, the hammer's got a teleporter in it, uh, but the teleporter's blocked, and the uh, person that does this to Vulcan, uh, Mr. Conrad Curz is all gloaty. He's like, "Oh yeah, but you still can't get off," and he's like, "It's still a hammer." And then <laughs> whack! <laughs>
0: uh, Such a good
1: moment. Such yeah. a good moment because
0: it's like the entire book. You're just being sat watching him, just like absolutely ruined, like mentally and emotionally, and going through all physical trauma and all this stuff. And then it just at the end, you just get it's just like one line, <laughs> just like one line and one motion. But it's like yes, get wrecked, pal. Yeah,
1: yeah. It is. It's one of those moments where there is is. Comrakez is, is an evil, evil person. He is he's deranged. He is putting Vulcan through some messed up stuff. Um, and yeah, it's all comes around at the end to be like, Yes, you deserve this. You definitely deserve this. The very, very end is a very interesting point where mm. it's just like, Oh, oh, that's a, uh, that's not good. Um, um. And if you've, uh, it leads very nicely into the Unremembered Empire, which is the book after that. Um, I'm still halfway through that. Oh, it's yeah, it's interesting, right? Mm. It's, it's good so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. It's Can actually, I that-
0: mean, vaguely interested in Ultramarines. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this book, and it's one that I I would highly recommend. I mean, I guess it's, I I tend to like reading things in order. Um, mm. and i did i've read everything up to the horus heresy up to this point pretty much in order um but this is one that stands out and you don't really have to have read anything before it, it does sort of it, it sits within the events of the horus heresy but you can just read this book by itself it's a standalone story yeah. basically um yeah. and is- i thought it was pretty cool
1: yeah, I, I mean, I, I would urge on the side of caution of, like, you would probably need to know a little bit about the Horus Heresy just to kind of just maybe understand the base concept of what's going yeah. on. Yeah, um, well,
0: always whenever I'm recommending anything Horus Heresy-wise, I always recommend reading the first three or four books. Yeah, um, definitely so. It, cause because they, good-
1: especially because they all sort of just tie
0: into each other as well.
1: Um, yeah. They're a nice outline, oh, like up to full grim. And then beyond that, you can be a little bit, you can jump around a bit, yeah. I think. With, yeah. Um, yeah. Very so, yeah. much so. Vulcan lives. Amazing book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just brutal. Highly recommend. Check it out. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that brings us nicely to
1: the end of the
0: podcast.
1: Mm. we made thank it. you for joining us it's been wonderful we did I'm, it I'm, I'm enjoying the jerky I'm enjoying so the
0: jerky I'm gonna once we finish recording this I think I'm gonna go and sit and watch some Netflix or YouTube and finish eating this and just I, enjoy myself
1: I haven't <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> um, I was gonna say go sit outside but you go enjoy yourself
0: I'm not sitting outside because the sun isn't on the backyard yet. It's still on the front uh, of the house. And I don't want to be uh, one of those people that sits in the front yards. Was-
1: <laughs> Especially if
0: I'm eating beef jerky. <laughs> All I need to do is carry the sofa and the TV out there and it's a full set.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah full on. Like, oh, it's like being in Spain. Yeah, it's, it's sitting outdoors,
0: it and watching the TV and that, innit?
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm outside, I'm getting sun. I really enjoy it outside. So I took my sofa out there. Yeah,
0: brilliant. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wargamers Anonymous. This was episode three with myself, Captain Pickle. You can find me over on the Pickle Jar or Pickle Vision, where I live stream every Wednesday evening and every other sunday morning uh, and i have been joined as always by my fantastic co-host mr Elstonation. nation elston where can we find you on the world wide web
1: You can find me on YouTube for the channel Elster Nation. That's where I mainly put up most of my social media. There is a Facebook page coming along, but it's tied to this one, so that will be coming along shortly. Apart from that, I do have an Instagram account. I don't post there as much as I should, but I will do just to appease the masses. And, (laughs) yeah, if anyone wants to get in contact, ping us a message on one of those. And thank you for joining us for this wonderful episode.
0: Yeah. if you've got any suggestions or anything like that feel free, as Elsa said, to get in contact via social media or if you want to come and join us over on the Pickle Jar Discord we have a full section dedicated to Wargamers Anonymous so you can chuck all your suggestions and ideas and discussions in there. So thank you very much for joining us
1: and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks Go do, go eat you know, what, what was I going to say? I was going to say go eat jerky, it's really nice, tasty and this is a great way to end a podcast